0: You are listening to You Should Write a Book with Camille Pagan. I'm Camille, a master certified coach, the best-selling author of 10 books and the founder of Even Better Co. Each week I coach aspiring to establish authors on how to write books, actually enjoy the process and create even better writing careers. Hello. I am so excited to have Kelly Farmer, who is a novelist and a former client of mine, with me today to talk all things books. So, Kelly, hi.
1: Welcome. Hi, Camille. It's always good to see you. Same. What can I help you with today? Uh, so, um, I guess I wanted to start with like the full disclosure for the listeners. Like you said, we have worked together. Yeah. So, so, I've done a lot of work and really sort of like um, gotten good with like cutting out the excess noise and really focusing on what I want. Yeah. Which has been awesome. Um, I think the, uh, I don't want to say drawback, but I think the only thing that I've sort of struggled with a little Mm -hmm. is um, how can I tell when I'm trusting my gut Mm -hmm. and knowing that like, okay, this is my path. This is where I need to be going versus when I'm just being stubborn about something. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So do you have an actual instance recently that we can highlight because it's often easier to look at a situation than to go broad on this and then we'll talk broad
1: i think the, the one that sticks with me is i, I it's like I and mean, it's a story i have told myself mm-hmm. that i'm convinced that indie publishing is not my path mm-hmm. um, for several reasons but like the main one is because i have some pretty large big picture goals And I don't feel that I can meet them without the backing of a traditional publisher and a literary agent and that kind of stuff. Okay. Do you know that for sure? No.
0: Yeah. So that's what we start with in general, in any circumstance where it's like, is this my gut or am I digging my heels in? It's just, well, what are the facts here? And when in doubt, I look to other people's careers to see what they've done, and you have to do some digging here. Uh, we are not all aware of every publishing situation that's ever happened, but I'll look um, I like Jane Friedman's newsletter. I read Publishers' Marketplace and Publisher's Weekly pretty religiously. I uh, listen to different podcasts on this topic, really looking around to see evidence, even going on things like um, different Facebook groups. uh, There are some slated, you know, uh, some really targeted at traditional publishing, others that are specific to indie. So looking around and seeing, are there stories, situations that tell me anything about what the actual facts and possibilities are here? Yeah. Why do you think that you have an idea that you can't meet your large big picture goals without the backing of a traditional publisher?
1: I think part of it is some like old residual anxiety I have about indie publishing. Yeah. Um, like I, I had like a, you know, I have anxiety and it's unfortunately something I need to just like incorporate into my decision making. Me too. Yeah. Totally open about that. Generalized anxiety disorder over here. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I, you know, I definitely had to work through some just like, I mean, I would literally have panic attacks just thinking about how much work it was.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So I think there's a residual sort of like low-grade anxiety in terms of like, it's so much work. Yeah. You have to do it all yourself, all the stuff you don't like to do. And you, I have like, I have no interest in learning algorithms and, you know, how to put books up on retailers. Like, I just, I just want someone else to do that.
0: Yeah. So those are
1: preferences that you're
0: allowed to keep. I'm not going to talk you ever, as you know, into doing something that you don't actually want to do. Caveat being that there are certain things in all jobs that we don't want to do that we have to learn, but you're giving me kind of a lot of the pieces of indie publishing that you can't get around. Now, I'd say you can hire someone to get the stuff up on different platforms for you. Uh, You don't have to know everything about algorithms, but there are a lot of pieces that you would have to learn to do. So the goal here is not to convince yourself to like it it's just to be really clear what I see Kelly is that those pieces don't actually have anything to do with your big picture goals so they're almost like two di- different things and so you want to disconnect them because what I suspect is happening of course I'm not in your brain so I couldn't know for sure but it's almost like the anxiety from the one piece might be being carried over to the other piece
1: it be yeah. for sure in terms of like Oh, if I want to hit these benchmarks or get to these places I want to go, that's just more work I have to right. do. Right.
0: Yeah. Or it may even just be triggering those anxious feelings, which then make it hard for you to look at the big picture goals that you have with clear eyes to evaluate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I'd like to come back to your why, right? What's the why here? And it sounds like, but tell me if you're wrong. You like the reason why you have not chosen indie publishing up to this point.
1: I, I don't like to be totally honest with my debut, like my first books that I put out. Mm -hmm. I, I just it was really just a stubborn refusal to give up on that dream Mm -hmm. and of yeah, I was going to sell a book. And I mean, everybody, and I mean, everybody told me like, why don't you just indie publish, just indie publish something, get something out there, get your feet wet. And there was this voice inside of me that just said, that's not your path. Mm -hmm. And And do you
0: think that voice was your intuition? It sounds like it to me, but I I just want to check with you.
1: I I do feel like it was intuition for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, you know, other components of it certainly what's the uh you know now that i have a few traditionally published books i i understand totally why a lot of authors do that and then they either go hybrid or Mm -hmm. they go indie because it is easier once you've done it you do understand how to publish a book like all the steps involved yeah so you know there is a part of me that anxiety that's gone down in terms of like okay i do actually know about Rounds of editing and yeah, that kind of stuff. But here's what I
0: want to look at in terms of this particular situation. So you've told yourself indie publishing is not my path. Why is it back in the running now? Is it hearing about what other people are doing? Is it that you're not satisfied with the experience in traditional? Like what is even bringing you to this point to the extent that you're willing to disclose on a podcast, right? But can you speak a little more to that?
1: Um, I think it's just, it's an avenue that I shut down completely. Like Mm -hmm. it was not an option. Mm -hmm. And I think there's just maybe a part of me that sort of wants to explore it a little more. Mm -hmm. I've um, I'm a part of a Patreon collective right now, uh-huh. and um, we, it's, it's uh, called the Happily Ever After Collective. Shout out. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. And um, we all had to, like, write our own stories and have them edited. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, we basically had to do all that work and mm-hmm. then turn them in and someone else is handling the, the EPUB and putting it up on our Patreon. So um, mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, wow, that was a really good, like, dipping your toes in the water. Yeah. Because I did some of it, but I'm not doing the parts I don't want to do. Yeah. So it was kind of in a way like, a, okay, maybe it wouldn't be so bad. So
0: I think you said something that is so good. And I am just smiling over here because you already nailed it yourself. Part of me wants to explore it a little more. So in a way, I think your work, Kelly, and for anyone listening who's in a similar situation, is to not be looking for intuition or being stubborn. I think you're in the middle right now. Often we need the facts. We need more information in order to have any sort of knowing as to whether or not this is the thing at that time. We could never know what our long-term path will be. I say this as someone who thought, I'll traditionally publish forever. And then I went to uh, be published by Amazon, which was for a while not even considered traditional publishing. And I have since self-published, I've done lots of different things and I never would have known. The work is to believe that we'll get the information we need to make a decision that we actually feel good about. That's where the intuition comes in. And then to be willing to pivot as many times as we need when we get more information.
1: What do you think? Yeah. I I guess it it's worth exploring more like why I'm thinking about this now. Mm-hmm. Um I think I think it's popped into my head now because it's like I've been wor- working with this collective and sort of doing that that part of it on my own and hiring mm-hmm. an editor and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like um I was sort of like, oh, okay, maybe it's something I shouldn't just shut down completely. I could explore it some more. Yeah. Um, but I'm also sort of on on my other path. Like, I, mm-hmm. I have a traditionally published book coming out this fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and my agent and I are working on getting something out for submission right now. Right. So um, I, I have big goals and big dreams for those books. And I think mm-hmm. it's just sort of like... Like I, 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 w- I want to explore all the avenues to like hit my big, big goals mm-hmm. and um, my brain is plateauing a little. No, like, everything you've said makes perfect sense to me.
0: I think you're in the information gathering phase. I don't even know that intuition is what you need at this particular moment in time. But I'm curious to know, Kelly, tell me a time in the past where your intuition in your publishing career has really served you. How did you even know? What did that look like for you?
1: I have had a twice that I'm thinking of where I was very, very frustrated with where I was in my publishing journey. Yeah. And I wrote something 100% for myself. Yep, And I didn't worry about career trajectory or you know building a series it was just like Mm -hmm. I need to write something for me that is fun that is light that I'm going to enjoy and um the I mean I said one of them was it's a fabulous life the book that's coming out in October yeah um and so like that was just definitely like that I needed to write that book when I wrote that book yeah and do you remember, was there
0: any confusion about what you were feeling that led you to take action or was it clear in your brain?
1: I think it was just that like that, that voice inside that was like, this is I, I need to write this right now. This is the thing I have to write. Mm-hmm. I ask you that because I think intuition surfaces
0: differently for different people. So I'd really be a liar to say, you're looking for X, Y, Z. The question is always, in the past, when I have known and it served me, what did that feel like? Because you can find those indicators in yourself again. Really, like, I'll know when I know.
1: And I did actually, last week, I had, like, a a thought just popped into my head, like, clear as day about something, Mm -hmm. and I, like, emailed my agent, like, Mm -hmm. right away. It was like, hey, what do you think about this? Yeah. Yeah, I think reality is
0: in most modern publishing careers, there will be a couple different paths over the course of that career. And I think it serves us to be open to all things, but also to be willing to question why we're making the choices we are. And even, you know, like what you've said, um, you know, in the past, that didn't make sense for me. I didn't like doing all the things. Kind of doing a temperature check for the current moment because things in publishing, as we know, change so quickly that even the process two years ago doesn't necessarily reflect the process now.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I and I can certainly speak to, you know, I debuted in 2020 and just within that time frame. Oh my goodness, yes. How different things are.
0: Yeah. I think the past three years in particular have been because of quarantine, because of changes in publishing, AI, so many different factors. The What we're dealing with now looks very different than it did then.
1: Yeah, so I think it is a good idea to just sort of check in and be like, this is all still, yeah, feeling good.
0: Yeah, I think you will know just the same way that you've known so far. You know, us having worked together, I've always observed that you are able to check in with yourself and do exactly what I said earlier, which is pivot when you need to. And so the story here is almost um, not about stubbornness in any way. It's about I've always been really good at that, that ability to discern and act accordingly. And so why would this be any different?
1: Yeah, rewriting your stories in your head.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) What it's all about. Tell a better story about yourself. Yeah. yeah, so good. What do you think your next steps will be?
1: I was checking with my agent about that email that I yes. sent about that thing. But um, I, I think it's good just to acknowledge that like, for me, it's always good to remember that like, the, the visions that I sometimes get And we have talked about this before in the past Uh that I, you know, I can visualize the most amazing thing ever, um, but when it doesn't turn out, I get very, very frustrated. Yeah. So it's good for me to just sort of stay more open to like, yes, I know what my end goal is, but like it can look really, really different. Mm -hmm. So maybe those things that pop into my head would be something I would have never imagined it would have been.
0: There's that. And there's also a letting go of the timeline, I think, because often this is just the joy of having worked with hundreds of people at this point. I see that sometimes in the middle, we have gotten frustrated because we think it hasn't happened. And the word that's missing there is yet. And then later it does happen. And often it looks a lot like what we thought it would. It just didn't happen at the time we thought it would or maybe even with the project that we thought it would. So there is something there to consider. I also like to think about just in terms of visualizing. There's a study that I can't remember the um, study author off the top of my head, but they looked at how to successfully visualize. And I found it fascinating that people who visualize most successfully imagine themselves doing the work. It's not just that end product, they actually see themselves putting in the time, putting in the effort beforehand, and they have the best outcomes. So I think there's something there about visualizing the process in between too. And maybe, Kelly, it might be interesting to see what kind of work you're visualizing when you do that. There might be intuition there too. Are you working with a traditional team? Are you working with a team that's helping you self-publish? I don't know. Yeah, and sort of see which thing maybe feels yeah, good.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I like to think about the feeling state. I think that we should be enjoying the process most of the time. And often when we are imagining it, the way that our body reacts is powerful in terms of giving us information.
1: So, yeah. And I said, yeah, there have been some interesting things I've noticed like throughout the years of like... Why have I never really imagined that? Like, mm. and so there, there have been some things that I've sort of questioned and wondered about, and mm-hmm. um, I think they're if, if I'm in an if I'm in an information gathering time, maybe I should think about them again. Is there's just some things I've like never pictured or never imagined, mm-hmm. and I think that's good to see. Like, why? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it may just be that it hasn't been on your radar yet. I certainly didn't spend a lot of time thinking about self-publishing before I decided to do it. I just got a bit of information that made it the best option at that point in my career and decided to act on it. And it was. I now make more money on my debut having republished it through self-publishing than I ever made in royalties on it. So, And that wasn't premeditated. I didn't have a big picture vision or anything. I just thought, what can I do with this property now? And it it worked out. yeah,
1: oh.
0: So good. Yeah. I'm excited to find out what yeah. happens for you. Me too. <laughs> yeah. And when you reach that end point, you know, because it's not that it will not happen just because it hasn't yet. I think if we're willing to stay with it, it'll happen. It's just a question of when.
1: Yeah, I have this great quote. This, I've kind of been like living by this quote lately. I saw Leslie Jones was interviewed um on the uh, laverne cox's tv show it was like so i think it's called if we're being honest uh-huh. i think that's what it's called um but she was talking about advice that she got when she was like a struggling stand-up comedian uh-huh. and she was like just hungry like like i i she felt you know how it's like, it was so close she could taste it yeah and um someone told her i think it was chris rock actually told her um don't make your decisions from your desperation, make Mm -hmm. them from your talent.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that.
1: And so that, that like just kind of hit me over the head. Like, oh, I totally make my decisions from my desperation because I want it so bad. But listen
0: to your beautiful self-awareness, right? That's a gift to know that. And it's so fascinating. I just shared this quote with a client that is similar from a different angle. Robert, Robert, uh, Brault, I guess I'm, I might be mangling that. I'm not familiar with who he is, but this quote I just love and, and think about all the time. We are kept from our goals, not by obstacles, but by a clear path to a lesser goal. And I think the lesser mm-hmm. goal is the one that we make out of desperation or because you can. Not because you want to, or it's what you're born to do, or it's the thing that you would spend your last day on earth doing. So, yeah. yeah. That's a good one too. It's yeah. <laughs> so good. If we're being honest with Leslie Jones, uh, by Laverne Cox, I'm going to watch that when we're done. So good.
1: Yeah, it yeah. was a uh, her. Like there was there was like a whole story about like her getting on Saturday Night Live. Basically, you mm-hmm. know, it was just super inspiring, especially since like I'm at the age where she got on Saturday Night Live. So I'm like, oh, you know, hey, it's the magic time. <laughs> It is the magic time. I love it. This is
0: so inspiring, Kelly. I I feel myself lightened from this conversation. So I really appreciate it. Well, thank you as always. Yeah. Yeah. Love chatting with you. Thank you for being on. Thank you. Want to get coached on this podcast? Visit evenbetter.co, that's evenbetter.co, to sign up and to learn more about how you can create an even better career as an author. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to leave a brief review. Thanks so much for listening.